finish our Sundays going through the Deuteronomy, uh, the book of Deuteronomy, looking at the gospel here. So this is our last Sunday looking at Deuteronomy, and we're going to be on the last chapter, chapter 34. So turn there with me now if you have your Bibles close. Let's read God's Word. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zohar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Now let's pray and ask for the Lord's help as we think about his word. Thank you, Lord, so much for gathering us here this morning. And thank you, Lord, so much that we can read again in your word um, these words about Moses, um, all of these things, Lord, that you have um, put down in the Bible to teach us about who you are, to help our minds to think more clearly about the message you are giving to us. And Lord, we pray that this morning you would open our hearts to you, that you would speak to every single one of us here through your word, that we would go away thinking and feeling and realizing that you have indeed met us here. So speak to us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the last chapter of Deuteronomy. We've gone through it now in, in many months, looking at what Moses has to say in his final message to the Israelites before his death, before they're going into the promised land across the Jordan River. And we read here of the fact that he wasn't allowed to go in, and he was only able to see the land with his eyes. But he was buried before he was able to go across. And really, kind of a, it's like a eulogy to Moses. You know, the final kind of commemoration of who Moses was and why is he so significant. And um, a remembrance of Moses. And it really kind of helps us to see the importance of recognizing who Moses really is. Because this whole book of Moses, not only Deuteronomy, but the first four books of the Bible too, from Genesis all the way down to here, they're all words that Moses wrote, wrote down and passed on for Israel to read and remember generation after generation. And in fact, there's such an importance placed to it that all throughout these books of Moses, as they're known, there are severe warnings given to them, saying, if you will not obey these words, which Moses delivered to us, but actually they came from God through Moses. If you will not listen or pay attention to these words, you will be guilty before God. You will bear the punishment of God. 
and there's such an importance placed on the words of Moses, not because Moses himself was such a great person that his words carried weight in and of themselves, but because he was the chosen or authorized messenger of God. And that's precisely what we read of him in this final commemoration of Moses, this great man in the Old Testament. You can read with me there the kind of the final um, eulogy of Moses. Look there in verse 10. There has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And he goes on to talk about how God worked great miracles through Moses, especially in taking the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And so Moses, this man who the Old Testament says is unrivaled, there's not been a prophet like him since, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was so special and so um, requiring our attention because God knew him face to face. He carried a message from God. He didn't come speaking to Israel. Hey guys, here's my philosophy. Here's my great wisdom that I have thought of myself. He came saying, thus says the Lord. And if you will not obey these words, your guilt, you'll bear yourself before God. You don't have a problem with me. Your problem is with the God who sent me. And even throughout these books of Moses, we read instances of people who didn't listen to Moses. They didn't want to follow him. And they, they all perished. They all faced destruction. God judged them and did it intentionally to prove to the rest of the people of Israel that Moses was the one whom he has chosen. And we see there, especially with Egypt. If you guys know anything about the Old Testament, maybe you've even gone to Sunday school when you were young. You would have heard all about the Exodus and how God brought the people out of Egypt and Moses was sent by God to say to Pharaoh, let God's people go. And Pharaoh says, no. And Moses had to do 10 great miracles, 10 great judgments upon the land of Egypt, culminating in the death of all the firstborn in the land before Pharaoh was humbled enough to let them go. That was God working through Moses all of those great and terrible deeds to prove that Moses was sent of God. Now, we have to really ask this question, why this particular commemoration of Moses at the end of all of these books of Moses? And we really need to understand this. You know, for us, it's quite of a, a bit of a cultural distance. But for the Jewish people, for the people of Israel, these books were so precious, they were willing to bleed in order to pass them on to the next generation. In fact, historically speaking, the reason why, even when the Romans conquered the Jewish people, they defeated them militarily over and over. The Roman Empire spread all throughout that Middle Eastern region. They allowed the Jewish people to continue their worship. They didn't force them to worship the Roman gods. It was because they found the Jewish people so difficult. They were willing to lose their political independence but for their religious worship that has been passed down from ancestor to ancestor, all of them were willing to die to a man. And the Romans thought, this is not worth the trouble. Let them do their own worship. We've got every other control. We've got political control. We control the land. But this is not worth it. Because the Jewish people, they held these words in such importance, they were willing to die for them. Why? Well, we see the conclusion there. 
This conclusion about Moses, what is it saying to the people of Israel? This is the man whom God has known face to face, passing on this message. Don't you see how important it is? These are the words of God. It is so important. Of course we should be willing to pay, even in blood, for our children to read it. They're the words of God. They're not just the words of a wise man. They're the words that has come from the Lord who made us. The Lord who took us out of Egypt and our ancestors and put us in this land. They are so important. Because Moses was the man whom God chose to know face to face. You see the importance there, don't you? And we see all throughout the history of the Old Testament, when the people of Israel turned away from following these words of Moses, the law of Moses, God held them guilty and accountable. And God punished them and judged them accordingly. They faced defeat and humiliation. They faced judgments, plague and pestilence. Because they did not follow the words that were passed down to them from Moses. All of it because he was a man whom the Lord knew face to face. So I think you can see why this was the final kind of a conclusion to these books of Moses. It was all highlighting to the people of Israel the importance of paying absolute attention to the words that they find in these books. You are to take them as seriously because they are from God through Moses. And if you do not take it seriously, then God will hold you accountable for rejecting His Word. Now, what if I were to tell every single one of you this morning that one greater than Moses by far has come? If Moses was so important, he was a man whom the Bible could say, no prophet has ever been like him, whom the Lord knew face to face. Wow, his words are important. But what if I told you there was one who has come who was far greater than Moses? Well, we read in the New Testament, in the first chapter of John's Gospel, John chapter 1, verse 17 and verse 18, John says, For through Moses we have received the law, yes, but through Jesus Christ we have received grace and truth. Not that there was no grace or truth in what Moses had, but that was not the full expression of what God had to say. But we read there in verse 18, Nobody can know God fully, but the only God who is at the side of God, He has come and revealed to us who God is. You see, this is what John begins his message with. John, the disciple of Jesus, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he goes on in verse 14 to say, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's why he concludes in verse 18, Nobody can know God fully, but the only God who is with God and at God's side, He has come and made God known. You see, as great as Moses was, He is but a man. Jesus is not just a man. Jesus has come as the Son of God. He was with God from the beginning. He is God. And if He has come to reveal to us about who God is, that is the fullness of what God is going to communicate to humanity. Moses, compared to Jesus, is like a candle to the sun. 
Now think with me there. If Jesus is so important, He is so much greater than Moses, how much more should you pay attention to Him? How much more important is every single syllable that Jesus has uttered, written down by His authorized apostles, passed down to us? If God held every single Israelite accountable who did not obey the words that Moses passed on, how much worse punishment do you think is deserved by the one who will not listen to Jesus? By the one who will not take Jesus seriously? By the one who thinks that Jesus is something to be used as a curse word rather than as someone to be, to be submitted to? as the Son of God, the Lord who has entered into this world. Don't you realize that for God to send His Son was nothing but pure grace? In fact, for God to send Moses was nothing but pure grace. The Israelites didn't deserve to know the truth of God any more than any other human being. And none of us deserve to hear from God who He is and what He wants to tell us and what He wants us to do and how He wants us to know Him and to come to be in fellowship with Him. And yet God sent His Son. The Word became flesh. My friends, the Bible puts such importance on every single word that is written because it is God's Word through human beings. And Jesus stands at the pinnacle of that revelation of God. That's the word, the revealing of God and His words to us. And that's why we find in the book of Hebrews chapter 1, it starts right there from the beginning, verse 1. Our God, this is writing to the, to the Jewish people, Hebrews. Our God has spoken to our fathers in many ways and through many prophets. But now in these last days, He has spoken to us through His Son. We're seeing the total eclipse of Moses and all the rest of the prophets because of the superiority of the Son of God who has now come. Jesus is so much greater because He's not merely a man who has heard from God. He is God. Come to tell us the truth about who God is and who we are and what we need to hear from God. And my friends, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews in the New Testament, makes the same point. He reiterates that same point in the second chapter. He says, if every message that the people in the Old Testament delivered and they who didn't listen to that message were punished by God, Come on, think with me. It's so logical. If you refuse to listen to Jesus, how much worse punishment are you going to get? And he's pleading with his readers, take Jesus seriously. You must. Because he's carrying to us a message of such precious and infinite worth. It's the message of God. Not just a message from God, the full message from God. So you are to listen to Him. Isn't that what we read? You, you read the Gospel accounts. When Jesus was baptized, John the Baptist, he testifies, I heard a voice from heaven. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. My friends, that is what God is saying to every single one of you this morning. Listen to the words of Jesus Christ. Every single word that Jesus has given His disciples to write down and pass on through the ages we have here in the Bible. Do you pay attention to them? 
Do you listen to them? Do you count them as of the supreme importance? Are you yourself coming under the importance of this word? My friends, you must answer that question very honestly. God knows your heart. You might come to church Sunday after Sunday, but that is but an external thing that anybody can do, even though they might laugh at the idea of taking God's word seriously. But do you treat God's word seriously, of the first importance in your life, recognizing that these are not merely the words of man, these are not merely words of human wisdom and philosophy. The Bible never once claims to be that. From the very beginning, with Moses, to the final one who has come, Jesus, the Son of God. The Bible claims to be the word from God. And we are to receive it as such. We are to read it as such. You are commanded by God to obey it as such. And the solemn warning to every single one of you, all I can do is pass on to you what the Bible says. If you will not listen to the words of Jesus, your guilt, you're accountable for. You will answer to God on that final judgment day. And He will ask you, why have you not listened to the words I have passed down? You will find yourself unable to answer Him. But your guilt will be on your own head. And my friends, that is a terrible place to be in. Why be there? Why not take the Bible seriously now while you have a chance? Don't you see how God is being so patient with you? He's allowing you to live. He's allowing you to hold the Bible in your hands, to read it for yourself, to investigate it. You don't have to take my words for it. Read it for yourself. Christians shouldn't ever have to hide the Bible. This is the truth. You come at it, you read it, and you investigate it with all your might. You will find that it stands up to the test. It is true in every respect. Come and read it for yourself. My friends, we see this ending of Moses. He knew the Lord face to face, but Jesus is so much more superior. He is God, and He has come to give to us a message of the supreme importance. He's come to tell us of our need of forgiveness, every one of us guilty before God. He's come to reveal how He is the only way to God through His death and resurrection. He's come to tell us how He is a, a loving Savior who's willing to receive anybody who believes in Him. All of these things you will find in the Bible. But the question is, will you believe it? Will you accept it? Will you take it seriously? That is the question. I don't know where your heart is this morning. Only God knows and only you know. But my friend, the solemn warning from God's Word is this. If you are not now taking the Bible seriously, if Jesus right now to you is not important, my friends, you stand in great and terrible danger. You have to answer that question yourself. Where are you in relationship to what God has revealed? Think about your life. Think about what you count as important. Think about what your heart is at. You don't have to answer this question to me. You have to answer that question to God Almighty. He who made you and gives you breath even now. He who is giving you this message this morning. It's no coincidence that you are here. And He is bringing to you this declaration. Are you listening to my Son? If you will not listen to my Son, I will hold you accountable. 
Well, my friends, my heart's prayer is that you would come to take His Word seriously. You would come to read it with every urgency. What else is of more importance than what God has to say? Tell me one thing in your life, in this earth, that could rival the importance of God's own words. There is nothing. May God help you to take His Word seriously. Let's pray together now. Lord, we thank You so much for this simple conclusion to Deuteronomy. All these things that Moses passed down, they are so important because he was a man whom you knew face to face. And these words that he, he wrote down were not his own words of wisdom, but they were simply the words that you gave to him to pass down. And that's precisely what makes his words so important. But if his words are important, that your people of old, the Israelites, they passed it on with such, with such dedication, then Lord, how much more important is it that every single one of us here pay full and close attention to what Jesus has passed down in the New Testament. In fact, we know that all the Bible, old and new, it comes from you because your Holy Spirit has passed it on through people. But Lord, this word about Jesus is so important. We will not be held guiltless if we reject Christ, if we do not pay attention to the words that we find that He has passed down. So Lord, we ask You to help every single one of us here this morning to pay close attention to Your Bible. Help us to read Your Word with urgency. Help us to believe in it and through that Word come to know You. We pray that you would do that work in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.